Yes, indeed it is. You better, you bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. How great is it to be here with you? The answer is really great. It's amazing. Here on the BetQL Network, every game here, Game 7. Unfortunately, no Game 7, actual Game 7 tonight. Had a good one last night. We'll talk about that and everything going on in the world of sports as we move along. But every game here, Game 7, why do I say that to start every show? Because when you put a couple bucks down on a game... Every game feels like Game 7 when you do that. And we get no hot take BS on this show. We only bring you bets, and we bring you sports. We are coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, from the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by the studs at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, youtube.com backslash Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and heard on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius Channel 217 and XM Channel 205. As Ken and I bring you the wagertainment, we're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the King of Sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. I filmed my Board of Spreads video this morning over at the BetMGM studio in Jersey City in New Jersey. You check that out. Subscribe to the BetMGM YouTube page in addition to checking out the app and visiting the website. And do so on this W3. We got three words and they all start with the letter W. Those three words, of course, wonderful football and Wednesday, October 25th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our show is on Twitter at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos, T-H-E-K-O-S-T-O-S. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, is on X. At this very moment, he's on X. At Lockie Lockerson. Going to start raving in a, in a couple of minutes, is, is, is Ken Barkley. And on this wonderful football Wednesday, we're going to bring you six. Six sensational guests. How amazing is that? Four of which, the four horsemen, will join us to talk National Football League on this Wednesday and get you set dear listener and dear viewer, to bet and win week eight in the NFL. Pro sports better, Rob Pozzola. Odyssey Sports NFL insider, Brian Baldinger. CBS Sports, Will Brinson. And Eric Eager from Sumer Sports will all join us, giving us their best bets coming up week eight in the NFL. And then we will talk NBA on the show today. Because, you know, last night was opening night. Only a couple games. We had like a billion NBA games tonight. This is like the real opening night in the NBA. So many games tonight. And joining us to talk about it will be our old friend from NBC Sports Boston, Brian Scalabrini. We'll join you better, you bet today. Live from New York. It's Saturday night. He'll be uh, he'll be doing stuff, obviously, for the Celtics-Knicks game at Madison Square Garden. So Scal will join us, give us his favorite bets for tonight, and season-long bets and thoughts from the great Brian Scalabrini. And then joining us to start the Power Hour, the final hour of tonight's show, the great Matt Moore from the Action Network. We'll go over all the games tonight with Matt. Matt will have a billion bets, I'm sure. I, I don't have that confirmed, just like, how could he not? He loves this stuff, and there's a lot of games tonight. Matt Moore will join us. Give us his impressions on opening night in the NBA with the Nuggets taking down the Lakers. And how about the Suns beating the Warriors in the Bay Area? We'll get Matt's impressions of those games and all of Matt's bets coming up for tonight in the association. Plus, it moved. Get your minds out of the gutter, people. We're talking line movements in the National Football League, and we got a good amount of it here, including how the market reacted when Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski announced P.J. Walker would be starting this week. Deshaun Watson, we don't have to do the Deshaun Watson uh, dance this week. He's already been ruled out on Wednesday. P.J. Walker is going to start on the road at the Seahawks. How did the betting market react? We're going to tell you. We'll break it down that and more as we move along. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's day three of Lochmas, and normally, like, Lochmas is pretty lighthearted, obviously, because, like, we work in the toy department of life. Maybe, like, a slight serious tinge to Lochmas today as we try and figure out, like, Michigan's got 
the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy and is the favorite to win the national championship. Like, with the sign stealing and all the allegations being thrown around here, like, what's going to happen if, like, the NCAA brings the hammer? Like, what happens here, potentially? And how does it impact the betting market? Santa Lockie, our guy Ken Barkley, will tell you, coming up at the end here of our number one and power hour, final hour of the show. Won't just feature our friend Matt Moore. But we got bets to steal coming your way. Only one game tonight. You know, because there were 16 last night. But we'll bring you our bets for the one game tonight in the National Hockey League. I love a bet in that game. Can't wait to tell you what it is. We will bring you our NBA best of the best, our franchise element from last year. It is uh, Ken and I picking our favorite side, our favorite total, and our favorite prop. And then we'll give you the best of the rest. It's basically a, a real, like a fun franchise element to give you our NBA bets for tonight, a la Bets of Steel in the NHL. So all our NBA bets are coming up in the Power Hour. And Ken, myself, and Jake will give you our thoughts on the World Series, where someone correctly predicted what the matchup would be. Texas and Arizona. And despite what that clown Nate Silver says, we will be interested coming up in the Fall Classic, the World Series with the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're locked and loaded on a wonderful Wednesday. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Great. Uh, you called it. You had it. I would. I wish Philly had won, but uh, no matter who won, we we won money. I didn't. I don't think I realized how much the matchup paid. Too. I had one of those really hilarious moments where. I like did, did the like, oh, I think I had it on on this app and I opened the app and I go, whoa, like, what's what's the, like right at the fi- in the final out of the game. I mean, it was in there five seconds. It was in there. Sometimes the stuff I got to process it, whatever. It's like open the app. I just go, what? And I like open up like, you know, I right, graded. Uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, like 47 to one. Uh, oh, <laughs> like, oh, OK. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. And I and I owe that one to you because I really thought it was going to be Phillies Rangers. Like a lot of my stuff was Phillies Rangers and we came on to do the second day of the baseball like postseason bets and you and Jake, I think we're both like, oh, like Diamondbacks. You're like, it's going to be Rangers Diamondbacks. I was like, well, I got to put something on this because if it's it's if, if it's Phillies Diamondbacks and I lose, like I'm going to be really sad if the Rangers make it that whole way and I don't get the matchup. Right. So I literally like I was going to say I owe you this money, but I'm not giving it to you. But like I, I do kind of owe you this money where <laughs> like fine. I, you, I you, owe you it keep to it, buddy. I owe <laughs> the idea to you that uh, that I even made. I would not have made this bet if I was not on the show. I would have bet Rangers Phillies. And thankfully, uh, that was my safety net last night when the uh, when the Phillies suffered a really, really brutal defeat. And like, like sort of like the culmination of two consecutive days of really, really rough defeats for the Phillies and uh, kind of a harsh end to their season. Well, you know. Isn't it ironic when your co-host has a sub stack <laughs> and he writes about the Diamondbacks pitching rotation? I, I didn't like the Diamondbacks. I literally backed Arizona because you wrote about them in your sub stack. Like, look at this well, picture rotation about the for Arizona. Too, to be fair. But you wrote, I also about, wrote about the, the but you wrote Diamondbacks also. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, but I ejected yeah. from Minnesota because I, I all yes. I needed to, all I needed was take one look at Bruce Bochy's giant dome, and I was like, it's Texas. We're out on Minnesota. It's Texas. But, like, and then I, that's why I liked Arizona. It wasn't, like, I didn't have, like, the magic formula, which is basically like, yeah, you know, two innings in, I like Texas. Just correctly predicted it. That wasn't, I didn't do that with Arizona. I was just like, you're a substack. You're the one that said it. You should be taking the credit for Arizona. I get no, I'll I, take the credit for Texas. I will take no credit for Arizona. But what I'll take the credit for, uh, or maybe I won't even take the credit for it, but what I'll kind of take the credit for is just like the observation. But I think like Jake was on this too. Cause I, I remember during the summer, we talked about it a couple of times. I think you were kind of on this too, maybe cause you read that. And then you thought about it a little bit, whatever that just, okay. Like maybe we weren't going to get it right. Although we did. Uh, maybe 
this is just going to be a, a and to pretty be clear, crazy we did get it right. Just in case anyone yes. was wondering, just to be clear, we did get it right. <laughs> if we, we did it, we, we did absolutely nailed it. Like, t like I mean, just nailed it. And uh, as a group, which was awesome. And the Diamondbacks part was you guys. I, I thought it was going to be the Phillies, but we all thought it was going to be the Rangers, which was great. And but I think what we all agreed on, and that was the fun part about those two days going into the postseason, is we're all kind of sitting here and we're going like, hey, um, usually the World Series champion has like a really dominant rotation. Have you seen the favorites? Like, have you seen what they're doing, what they're up to? And it's like, uh, you know, and everybody wants to blame it on the time off. It's like, or like, how, how about the fact that the Dodgers had to start like Bobby Miller in game two of a postseason B. series? Miller. Like, what, like, what about, is this? What, yeah, what, <laughs> what about, yeah, it was Miller time, time to go home. Uh, what about that told you that like, oh, no, no, it was the time off. Actually, I would point to Bob, uh, what is Bobby Miller is actually the answer to that question. Sorry, that's, the, that's what we were looking for. What about that the Braves had to start Max Fried after he had a blister and then he was terrible and got lit up when he was just like a Cy Young favorite coming into the season? Cool, like maybe it was that and not the time I'm off dummies so just like yeah we were looking at all these world series champions going well they all have this thing the braves don't have that the dodgers don't have that the astros like kind of had it but framber was kind of you didn't like the third guy like it was verlander was old like it they looked the closest but like you were still unconvinced but then you look at some of these like quote unquote bad teams you were like huh and we i remember watching rangers game one and jordan montgomery's just like shoving it against the rays and i remember sitting there and you were like rangers and i go yeah, I mean, God, if this is, oh, an Eovol, oh, it's Scherzer might come. I was like, oh, oh, they, it's them. Like, that's who it is. And then Arizona, to be fair, like, cool, Gallon and Merrill Kelly, your guy, Wicked Fott, was, uh, he was, he was something. He that guy he is ridiculous. Yeah, he's good. What about Ginkle? Ridiculous. I, can we even say yeah, that yeah, name like like on the air? Like Ginkle? Is that like a like it sounds like a dirty word? But what, one of the nastiest sliders I've ever seen when he came into the yeah. game, like struck out, like mowed down every Philly game. It's a look like I was talking with Tyler about this before the show. Just like the Philadelphia sports fans, and I'm a New Yorker, and New York sports fans are dumb. Also, just like the Philadelphia sports fans, like relax. Like you're at, it's a really streaky team. They got streaky last year and they got streaky again this year. And then they got cold right after they got hot, which is what streaky teams do. Like, okay, like that's it. That's it. That's all there is to it. And obviously it sucks if you're a fan and that happened, but, 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 but what can you do? Um, since, since, uh, at the start of the postseason, I looked out into the, uh, into the bleachers and I hashtag, I called my shot with Texas and Arizona. I think I'd like to do the same thing here. Should I do it now? Or you want to do it at the end of the show today? I want to call my shot on the World Series. Let's tease it, and we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it at the end of the show. Let's tease it. So coming up at the I, end of the show, Nick will call his shot on who will win the World Series between Texas and Arizona, and in how many games? Oh, oh, because yeah. why not? Why not get even more I mean, specific? <laughs> so I, when you got I, the crystal I, ball, I've yeah, got yeah. the script. I feel like actually, yeah. I, I it's it's in my head. No one else has it. I haven't even put it on paper. You are the script. I will actually, I will verbally, yeah, I I am the script. That needs to be on a shirt. You better, you bet shop.com. I am the script. Uh, and I will reveal the script for the first time in verbal form coming up at the end of the program. Um, elsewhere in the world of sports. Uh, I don't know if you feel the same way, but, you know, I'm 40. I'm a man in a related story. Uh, but when I was younger, I would, I never really, like, drank every day in, like, my partying days. 
But when I drank, I would like on a weekend, I would drink like Friday and Saturday night and get like bombed, like in like my like mid to like late 20s. So you like binge drinking, it's called, right? And I don't do that anymore. Thank God, because it's really bad. But like I used to do that. And you would like wake up out of the haze, like on like a Monday morning or like a Sunday morning, be like, oh man, like I need to not do that for a while. I got to feel like I've been binging on sports for a while now. And not that like I'm not going to watch tonight because the Knicks are playing the Celtics. Of course, I'm going to watch. But I mean, like last night was really intense <laughs> frozen frenzy opening yeah. night in the nba game seven of the nlcs where like all this stuff is coming to an end and i think the last game that the last game that ended was the hockey game was uh, was the flyers game which unfortunately we lost right. but i went i went to bed basically shortly after the uh after the the baseball game baseball and game. when it was over i'm like like i i think i need a cigarette like what a what a right. night man what a yeah. night like it's been, it's I, been I wild think... I think uh, so to finally kind of have the period on the sentence of like what the World Series matchup is going to be like those bets are all graded. That's that's the haze in the barn there. Now we can pick the winner and MVP and stuff. But like that concludes something that was going on, really, which was we thought these teams were going to make it to this point And they did. And that was great. Uh, I think it's more the hockey than anything. I love betting on hockey and I don't know a lot about it. And normally when I bet on something, I like to know a lot about it. I like to like feel like I have a mastery of the material to a certain extent. And so like I can understand what's going on and I like why I'm making bets or whatever. There's a certain free, like a, like a freedom in, I, like I, I only kind of know what's going on and I'm just pew, 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 and just clicking the buttons like all over the place on everything. And it's awesome. And it's just a really... Uh, maybe it won't be a fun sport to sweat like when we get to January and February, like maybe this will change. Just like the markets you can bet versus other sports, like consuming the games, the concept of like overtime and the shootout at the end, the concept of empty netters and like shout, like like pour one out. Anybody who had sharks plus one and a half last night, like one of the dirtiest endings to a game you could possibly see. It was, it was uh, bad. Just like all, we watch it. We were all texting of those each other. things. We're, Ken and I were both watching it. Like this was like, we were, this, I, like I go, I hope, I go, I hope you weren't the watching the sharks, sharks game. <laughs> and you go, I am. <laughs> so how about we had the opposite sides of the senators total. You got off to a great start with the over. There's no goals for like 45 game minutes. Then we get to, we get late. We get four minutes to go. I'm winning. I have, I have two goals to play with. I push with one more goal. There's four minutes to go. There's an all out brawl on the ice. Like nine guys get penalties. There's three goals and like five minutes to close. And you went I just everything about it. It just, cause it's probably new to me. Cause I don't do it very often, bet on the sport. I'm just like, so in, and I love the NBA. I watched the game, both games last night. I watched them like start to finish, but Man, like you're right about the binging, and it's. I'm glad there's only one hockey game tonight. Like I'm, I know there's a ton of NBA. I'm gonna be way more relaxed. Like I'm gonna be go. You'll be able to check out a bunch of different NBA games, play some video games, lay on the couch, take deep breaths. Which I, I feel like I, I feel like two hours of last night just flew by. We um, and I, I think I actually like because we gave out so many bets. I think I texted Ken at one point about the over in that game. I was like, I can't believe I'm not going to hit this. And I didn't realize that he was on the other side of it. I'm like, well, I wouldn't have, you know, when we give up 18 yeah. bets, it's hard to like keep track of like who's on. I was one. like, I'm you like, didn't ah. see the UFC brawl, did you? You didn't see that one, did you? <laughs> no, yeah, right. I was watching one of the other 17 games that were happening. All right, <laughs> on the other side, line movement for week eight in the National Football League. We'll tell you what's happening with the Seahawks and Browns. Deshaun Watson out, PJ Walker in. Third and 16. Walker again protected. He's going to take a shot towards the end zone. Picked off. Run 
Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. That's the voice of the real Greek freak, the great Spiro Ditas, a fellow Fordham Ram with the call on CBS. Uh, the Browns will be hoping for good play from P.J. Walker this weekend, and you might be asking yourself, well, why, why are they hoping for good things from P.J. Walker? What about Deshaun Watson? Well, we've got him? news on. Yeah, what, I mean, what a what a loaded question. What about Deshaun Watson? How much how much time you got? About three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> Grab a seat and get comfortable because there's a lot to say about about Deshaun Watson. We're going to tell you what's happening right now in the Brown Seahawks game. We will tell you what's happening at the Chiefs Broncos game in Denver with I think with some line movement that's really going to surprise some people. Not me, but some but, but maybe hashtag some people. And we'll talk about the Falcons and Titans as well. With Will Levis set to start for Tennessee at home against. That bozo, Arthur Smith, Desmond Ritter, and the Atlanta Falcons. And we will do all of this in the Wednesday edition, Week 8 National Football League, Jake, of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It Move. It's different on the Wednesday before week eight, 2023 NFL season. All right, Ken, let's start in the Pacific Northwest with the Seahawks and the Browns, where it's like the PR campaign that goes on both both with like the Browns and Deshaun Watson's camp. Every single day is so insane. So for people that missed it in the overnight, it was basically every NFL insider. Here's a detailed um, accounting of Deshaun Watson's shoulder injury and why he's actually hurt. Like, oh no, everyone, like this injury's real. It's not, it's not made up. Like he actually, he wants to play, but he's hurt. The whole thing is so bizarre. How bizarre? Really bizarre for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. So, uh, and it's all happened really quickly. And I had the notifications on my phone. Notification, Deshaun Watson won't practice Wednesday. Three minutes later, notification, PJ Walker will start Deshaun Watson out. So it's like, okay, we went from not practicing Wednesday to like out on Sunday really quickly. Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski saying that Deshaun's our guy and he needs, he's got to like rest and rehab here. And to be fair, like the last couple weeks, the Browns have been able like to squeak out wins to get from two to two, two and two to four and two. Like giving themselves like a little cushion to work with here to try and get Deshaun Watson healthy. But now, of course, they travel on the road to take on a pretty good Seahawks team that is four and two itself. Ken, uh, how has the betting market reacted? PJ Walker will start on Sunday for for in the place of Deshaun Watson, and we don't know when Watson's going to be back for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really a really really crazy situation because we we have this happen sometimes where you know a starting quarterback has an injury and week to week we're not sure whether they're going to play, but that's usually for a bad team because they lose the games where the guy's out and it becomes like a really high pressure anxiety situation. Except in this situation, like you mentioned, like they beat the Niners and they beat the Colts, probably shouldn't have. Maybe we shouldn't have beat the Niners because Moody should have made the kick and they shouldn't have called pass interference in the end zone. But those things happened. So the Browns won two games. And now we're talking about like a playoff team, like managing their quarterback so that they can, you know, have them ready for the stretch run or wild card weekend and whatever. Um, really, really interesting. So this market was Seattle minus three. 
I think with the idea that it could go one way or the other, so let's just be on the most key number, <laughs> and like we'll just we'll move off it in the direction of whatever the Browns are going to decide to do. Like Watson plays, okay, cool, here's less than three. Watson's out, okay, here's more than three. But we don't know which one it's going to be, and it's probably closer to him not playing. Uh, with him being announced out and PJ Walker announced the starter, this line has moved from three to three and a half, and the three and a halfs are juiced in a lot of places towards Seattle. Uh, so there's, I think, the possibility of four. I don't think so. Like, the cat's out of the bag. We already know the entire story of who's going to play. The total has also gotten bet down about two points. Remember the Browns, you know, I, <laughs> last week, notwithstanding the craziest high-scoring game against the Colts you could imagine. Also, keep in mind, that was a game where P.J. Walker completed, like, 50% of his passes for less than 200 yards and no touchdowns. So just like, okay, like, Browns are still kind of an, a no-offense, all-defense kind of a team so they're going to play seattle the under is going to get better if it's going to be pj walker this open 41 it's down to 38 and a half in a few places also remember scoring down across the league this year totals in the 30s are more common especially the high 30s so 38 38 and a half is where we are on the total down a couple points and then for the side seattle was on three obviously he's declared out that's going to come off three towards seattle uh they're now a three and a half point home favorite just your opinion do you think the numbers right now with seattle favored by like a little bit more than three at home well, I mean, like, right's a, right's a funny word, right? I, I do think that Cleveland's had this crazy ability. It's probably a better question, right? Well, right? Is there well that's, you that's it. Uh, I, well, I think Cleveland remain. I mean, Cleveland's the most confusing team going, right? Because you, you look at P.J. Walker's body of work so far, and you just go, well, they won both games? Like, what? Like, how, what, are you, like what are you talking about? And uh, if you just look at his statistics, so you almost have to be like, He's awful. The, the rating can't be that good, but they're still winning the games. I mean, they're still beating the Niners as a huge underdog. They're still beating the Colts as a dog in the game. And, you know, doing it with uh, Miles Garrett blocked field goals and, and great defensive plays and just like crazy theatrics in the final five minutes of games. <laughs> right. P pass interference calls, missed field goals. And you just wonder, like, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I said, like, this is the horseshoe team of the year where just in every situation they get him, there's just some end of game play and they just win. And that's how it goes. If the same thing happened in this game, like Seattle's good, they're not that good. So like they should, should they be more than a field goal at home? Probably, cause it's like, it's, it is PJ Walker. Like it is PJ Walker on the road. And I know against Indianapolis, they managed to pull that one out. I still think like from a market standpoint, you have to rate him poorly and you have to give Seattle like a reasonable advantage in the game, even though the Browns have smoke and mirrored this thing for a couple weeks. I like the usage of smoke and mirrors there as a verb. I thought that was, that was yeah. pretty good. Right. You're going to smoke and you better... mirror it. You're not going to smoke it, and you're not going to mirror it. You're going to smoke that was, uh, that this, this is when Cody Rhodes had his first run in WWE before, like, now he's, like, megastar Cody Rhodes. That was his theme song was, You're only smoking mirrors. Whoa. It was like a, like a cult classic among wrestling fans. I'm serious. I guarantee the big okay. wrestling fans out there will get that reference. Otherwise, you're uh, you're out of luck. Downtown Mike Brown gets it. He knows. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Wednesday line movement for week eight in the National Football League. Just like my thought. I think the line might be a little short still. Like maybe four is the right number, but we're the quibbling here. I I also haven't placed a bet on the game. Want to think a little bit more about it. Uh, the Seahawks are incredibly dumb, and you can say what you want about the Browns. Well, I guess organizationally they're really dumb for some of the things that they've done. But uh, I don't know. I think the Browns are a smarter actual team than like the Seahawks are. I don't know what I want to do yet in this game. I think it's really well, interesting with PJ Walker starting. We can we can talk about this tomorrow. I don't. Like, I don't want this to be a thing, but it's almost like you you receive so much evidence of something, you have to at least consider it. 
like we're gonna have to talk about whether Kevin Stefanski is gonna win his second coach of the year award this year if they like do this and win a bunch of games with PJ Walker and He'll win like twelve games. Too. Right. He he won like three years ago. <laughs> like he won. It was it was not that long. Uh a bizarre potential award winner because and, and look at what's happening. Shanahan takes a loss. Campbell takes a loss. McDaniel takes a loss. D'Amico Rines is on a bye. Salah's on a bye. Who like who benefited this week? This guy, like huge versus everyone else. And the market kind of didn't really respond to that. And maybe it's just like, well, like he kind of won and the expectations were really high, but like this could be a Vrabel thing. Like, look what he's doing. Like they're winning these games and I don't care. Who cares if it's by accident? I'm sure the Titans won some games by accident when they got the one seed. It's just like a fascinating, it's not like go bet this right now. It's just, this is the horseshoe team that just keeps winning these games. Like, who do you think is going to get the credit for that? The quarterbacks? Like, of course not. Miles Garrett will win defensive player of the year. That'll almost certainly happen if they win that many games, but they could also win coach of the year, especially if all these guys keep taking losses. A weird candidate that's emerged in that market. I don't know. Miles Garrett might might uh, take away some of Evan Mobley's shine as, like, defensive player of the right? year in the NBA. Miles Garrett purchasing, like, a minority share in, the, the, in all seriousness of the Cleveland sure. Cavaliers today. It's yep. good to be Miles Garrett uh, right about now. Just uh, if you're Mason Rudolph, stay, stay, stay far away from him. Uh, next game, Ken, that we'll talk about in terms of the line movement will be the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos at Miles high where look i like the broncos side here but even i'm a little surprised about this movement and i like the broncos ken what do we have here with kansas city and denver just yeah i, I mean i i looked at this uh earlier today and i, I it hadn't even gotten far, as far down as it is right now and i just go really like i i guess so okay um denver's taking a lot of money okay all right I didn't bet the game. Okay, sure. No problem. Uh, Chiefs opened eight and a half, nine in the game at Denver. This is obviously a rematch of Thursday Night Football a couple weeks ago. And uh, where the Chiefs honestly like totally outclassed Denver and won a very low scoring game where Denver could do nothing on offense the entire time. And since then, like Denver's defense showed up again against Green Bay. It's like, okay. Um, and so we have the rematch at mile high. The Chiefs are now down to a consensus seven point favorite in the market right now. The sevens are mostly juiced toward Kansas city, like seven minus 15, but there are a couple seven minus one tens on the board. So like, if you really, like if you add access to everything, even just like, you know, sports books in Vegas apps, whatever, like you could bet chiefs with seven minus one ten really easily right now, if you wanted to, um, which was not, you were saying like some didn't expect it. Like I'm, I'm cool with line movement on Denver, but like to get all the way to the key number, I think it's just a little surprising to me. Like, why not seven and a half? Like, okay, like these are these are more cosmetic movements where we're between seven and ten. Seven's like a real move. Like, you really you can really gain something by betting the Chiefs right now versus what you could have had before. Uh, does it make you want to place a bet on the game? Yeah, it kind of makes me want to bet the Chiefs, honestly. <laughs> Great. So I'll, I'll I'll have eight and a half. You lay seven, and hopefully the Kansas City wins by eight, and we both win. That would be really great. I mean, I, I just. I'm just surprised that it happened. This was not a, a thought process that I was expecting to go through. Also, why do we have to be done? Is this going to be like the Minnesota game? Where just like we get to the day of the game and it's like six? We're just like, what? What's going I, on? I will, uh, I, maybe. will, I, will I will. try and middle if that's the case. <laughs> that I guarantee. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I didn't think they would close three against Minnesota either, to be fair. I, that's, that's, a, that's a weird one. And what's happening now is a little weird. Kansas City, like a juice seven right now at BetMGM. And Ken telling you, like, like flat sevens across the board for the Chiefs on the road in Denver, where, by the way, Patrick Mahomes has literally never lost to the Denver Broncos, which is, like, actually one of the most insane stats in sports. Like, he's 13-0 yeah. against Denver. He's never undefeated, never lost to the Denver Broncos. Uh, let's close here this segment, Ken. And I think 
I, I did my border spreads video early this morning for BetMGM. Oh. I don't script it. And okay. I just ad lib the whole thing. And that's not even meant to be like a, like a Valica grant. I am just like stating what I do. So it's all organic. So I kind of like talk myself into like whatever I'm feeling in the moment. And I ended up saying, and I meant it, I think I'm more excited from a betting perspective for the Falcons-Titans game than I am like any other game this weekend. And it sounds ridiculous, right, with the quarterback matchup of Desmond Ritter and Will Levis and Malik Willis. But I I'm fired up for this game, like to bet on Tennessee, and we've talked about it all week this week, right? So Will Levis addresses the media today. Like, we're just waiting, like, for the official word that Tannehill's out, and it'll be Levis as a starter and maybe a package of plays for Willis. We'll see what the Titans end up doing on offense against their old pal, their all-offensive coordinator, the mustachioed moron Arthur Smith, along with B. John Robinson, who may or may not play in the game. Who knows? They're not going to tell us beforehand guarding secrets like it's the ussr absolutely ridiculous uh what do we have right now ken with the falcons and the titans boy i totally flipped you on this huh you're like i'm so excited about it people will remember monday's show you're like does the number have to be three i kind of like atlanta and then well, i go on this fair, like six right, minute rant the number, yeah, the number right. is three right now so i was right about that right but like I don't think you were on Tennessee at all. And now after Monday's show, it's like, I'm so excited to bet the Tennessee. Well, it's just really funny how things turn it, over though, the course of the week. You said something yeah. so smart about the game, like on field-wise, and I was like, right. he's so right. Like, the Tennessee it, run defense is amazing. <laughs> Do you trust Desmond yeah. Ritter to beat them down the field? And when you said it, I was like, no. Like, I don't. Like, no. You're right. <laughs> it's and it's I, funny I, you I asked that. I reserve the right to change no. my mind, which I did in that <laughs> right. moment. Yes. It's just, I... I I mean, I, I bet if I talked to you Sunday night, I'd be like, hey, when you do your Board of Spreads video, the game you will be the most excited about talking about will be Falcons-Titans before we do the show Monday. You would have been like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you, you talking It's just, it's really funny. Like, this is like the Diamondbacks. We're like, I wasn't going to do it. And then you and Jake talk about it. And I'm like, okay, sounds great. <laughs> like, well, now, I'll tell you what, it worked in, my in week two. I yeah. might have bet the Bears. Got a lot of money. And you talked to me into yeah. Tampa in week two. So that, so that also happened, which was great. Yeah, I, it's just it's really really funny how things have, how uh, how like the conversation evolves over the course of the week. Uh, this a very predictable line move, obviously, right? It's it's Levis. Nobody likes him. Uh, it's you know the Titans are selling off pieces and they're falling apart and whatever. And meanwhile, it's like, well, are you, is anybody paying attention to what's happening with the other team who's miserable? Uh, anyway, the Falcons are almost a consensus three point favorite right now. The two and a halfs that are all left for Atlanta are juiced crazily, like 20, 25 cents. And a lot of the threes are very reasonably priced. There is actually one three minus 110 on the board right now. MGM has a three minus 15. So that's kind of where we've gone. We're basically now on a key number with this game, uh, with the idea it's going to be, a, to be fair, like as somebody who likes Tennessee a lot, quarterback we haven't really seen before. Could be awful, um, but he's he's really well coached. And they're three at home to that dumb coach and that terrible quarterback. So maybe if he's terrible, like if you told me he was terrible, I'd be like, great. I'd like to a two, six, six money line, like still would like to bet it. Like, I, <laughs> no, no, he's like really bad. Two, six, six money line. Like, are you hearing me? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, but I just told you levels two, six, six money line. Like, I don't, he can be bad. Great. Like they're still, they should still probably not be three in the game. So, uh, and and I would ask this question to our listeners and viewers. Let's say Will Levis is bad. Who's the better quarterback in the game, or are they just equal? And one's going to be getting three at home. Do and you who's know the why? better coach? Because Desmond, Ritter me this, is Desmond good? Answer, no. Lockmas, day three, coming up next. <laughs> To the sideline, picked off. Mike Sager is still. He's got room to run down the 
the sideline. Sabre still going to take it all the way. Touchdown, Michigan. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Peacock, courtesy of the call. The Michigan Wolverines, favorite to win the national championship. Their quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Just been pulverizing opponents week in and week out. But uh, one of the biggest stories in all of sports right now, and it doesn't have to just be a betting conversation, just all of sports, is uh, this Michigan, like, sign-stealing. It's just like it feels like every year, like, there's some kind of, like, sign-stealing, like, cheating scandal going on in some sport with one of the big teams. And right now it's happening with Michigan, and there are a lot of people, myself included, kind of wondering, like, hey, like, what's the ultimate result of this going to be? Is is this much ado about nothing? Or is there, like, going to be fire where there's smoke right now? And how does it impact the betting market? Where, again, Michigan's the favorite to win the national championship. So we're going to do day three of Lochmas here in just a second. We just want to promote the rest of the show for our live audience. We'll be on stadium starting next hour for the for the two middle two hours of the show, 4 to 6 Eastern. We're going to have five great guests joining us in those middle two hours. Rob Pozzola, Brian Baldinger, Brian Scalabrini, Will Brinson, and Eric Eager. Uh, and the Power Hour, final hour of the show, Matt Moore will join us from the Action Network, giving us all his NBA bets for tonight. And Ken and I will give you all our bets for hockey, the NBA, and our early thoughts on the World Series with the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. But it is Wednesday, and that means, guys, it is day three of Lochmas. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. crowd but for nick and ken college football only sounds like one thing it's luck miss time on you better you bet hey all right Day three of Lochmas, kind of like a serious-ish topic here. Serious-ish topic here with Michigan. Uh, so, sign-stealing scandal going on with Michigan. The NCAA has video evidence, right? Video evidence has been sent to the NCAA of Michigan breaking like a couple rules. Running advanced in-person scouting with this dude, Connor Stallions, which is just, shout out to him. I think I would change my name to Connor Stallions for free. One of the great names of all time, Connor Stallions, who like works for Michigan, makes like this poor dude's like salaries out there. I don't want to say what it is. You could find it if you just search his name on Twitter. Um, running advanced in-person scouting and recording digitally an opponent. So basically, he's going to games and it's like filming games on his cell phone. And like ever, there's video of this apparently. And uh, it's kind of like what, what's going to happen to Michigan now? Again, the favorite to win the title, their quarterback, the favorite to win the Heisman, and JJ McCarthy. Uh, Ken, like, like, what do you think's going to happen here? How does it impact bets and? Like, what's going to happen with Jim Harbaugh? There's a lot going on here with Michigan. Yeah, as a, as a sports talk topic, it's it's not, maybe it's not a 10 out of 10, but it's really, really interesting. Like, it's actually really interesting. The minutia of it is interesting. I think the Harbaugh part of it might be the most interesting thing, because, like, something's probably actually going to happen there. And uh, and so, like, all right, you know, like, what what to do? But I, I wanted this to be the topic today, really for a couple reasons. I I've gotten a bunch of notes from people. I have my DMs open just because like I'm shutting down the Substack and and closing it. And I was like, well, I'll keep the DMs open in case people have questions like about, you know, like what what happens, like whatever. And uh, and as a result of keeping them open, you end up drawing in lots of other 
you know, people that are fans of the show and want to ask a question, whatever. And the number one thing and like that fills up the, the DMs is, well, two questions. One, are you worried that like Michigan's going to get like not allowed to participate in the college football playoff or not allowed to participate in the Big Ten title game or have, you know, like wins vacated and the season's over is like some form of the sky is falling with Michigan. And then point number two is like, which is separate from this is everyone's really mad that I think JJ McCarthy like actually should be the favorite for the Heisman. I've never seen people so mad about me just saying someone should be the favorite, not even that I'm betting them. So maybe we'll try to address both of these markets over the course of the next eight minutes. Um, the the what what can happen here? So like, I am not the legal expert. I am not even the expert on the infractions process, but I listen to a lot of people who I consider smart. And like Andy Staples, who used to work for Sports Illustrated and now works for like On3, I think is who hired him, like does like a podcast. And like, he's had some really good content about this, basically saying, look, like the most likely way this plays out from like a, a legal standpoint, even like, let's say Michigan broke all the rules. Like they're, it's not even like a quite, like they broke them the NCAA serves like a notice of infractions to Michigan. And that hasn't happened yet. I think it's supposed to happen by the end of this week. And once they do that, so this is like the traditional way this stuff normally plays out. We can talk about non-traditional in a second. So it seems like the traditional way this plays out is Michigan is served with an infraction notice. They have 90 days to like sort of prepare their defense or appeal or whatever, or ask questions. And then in 90 days, that's like when the, like a, a panel is sort of put together and the, the, the actual like hearing takes place. Okay. Uh, 90 days is after the college football playoff final is concluded. So like for just from a betting standpoint, if this investigation follows that track, not saying it has to, but this seems like the one everyone agrees is like how this stuff normally goes. And, but, and we'll talk about all the other permutations in a second, but if it goes quote unquote normal, the NCAA will notify Michigan. Michigan will like lawyer up and have 90 days to put together their defense or whatever. There'll be a, like a, a hearing and then we'll find out like springtime or summertime, what happens as a result of the infractions. Okay, from a betting standpoint, if Michigan's already won, who cares? So like, are, is your bet going to be canceled? Is Michigan going to not play? If it follows the traditional process, it seems like the answer to all those questions is no, they're just going to play all the games. And then after the fact, we're going to figure out what's going on and all the penalties will be levied. How many times does everybody, by the way, like forget this specific one for a second. How many times have people seen an NCAA investigation into a college football or college basketball team go quickly? How many times has anybody ever seen Bill Self still getting punished for stuff that happened like nine years ago? Like it just, it takes forever every time. So my my logical question was like, how is this one going to be different than that? They all take forever. Maybe this one's different. So anyway, the traditional track, I feel like your, your title bets are not impacted whatsoever. As long as they just, they're going to keep playing the games and we're going to figure this out afterward. That's what it seems like. And be like, well, if it gets vacated, what happens? Nothing matters. Like if you, if you bet the Kentucky Derby, and Medina Spirit wins, you get paid out, and then Baffert gets banned after the fact. You don't have to give the money back just because the choice was cheating. Like, you got paid already. That's what this is going to be like. So that's the traditional way it plays out. The non-traditional way is like, well, what if it's not like the NCAA infraction thing? What if they, like, put it on the Big Ten to, like, make a decision or some other body rules or whatever, which seems like there's always so much confusion about who's even in charge in these situations. Then you start to get really weird where, like, what if the Big Ten's like you're banned from competing in the title game or something like that? But like, I don't think the Big Ten's going to do anything like that. I think they're going to wait for the NCAA to do it because there's way too much money involved in Michigan playing all these games and making the playoff for the Big Ten and making the title game and winning the national championship, even if it has to get vacated after the fact. So just from everything I've read, Nick, the traditional, like the way this normally goes from everything I've read is NCAA says, here's what we've got. 
you've got 90 days, like we'll see you on the committee and then we'll like figure this out after the fact. And if that's the case from a betting standpoint, then the title market is incredibly stable, at least in terms of Michigan, like being removed or not allowed to participate. Okay, now you mentioned like non-traditional where like may, there, there, there is a scenario that exists where maybe like something happens to Michigan during, it's, it's unlikely, right? But something, there, there is a scenario where Michigan gets punished in season. Right, well, I, I think it's sort of the Wild West because like, isn't the whole thing about the NCAA is they're in charge, but nobody ever actually thinks they're in charge. So like, because they're just know, not but, really but like also, a, a governing and, and, body. And, and, right. and, and if you're the Big Ten and Michigan's going to win the national championship, the Big Ten's right. going to be like, well, actually, no, like you can't. And like, if, like the SEC had it, the SEC had the chance. Like the SEC would well, probably well, be like Michigan, you can't, you can't, you can't be in the playoff. But the Big Ten's not right. going to do that. And here's the other thing, like from everything I've read too, the implication is also because I think a lot of people are like, well, what if like the Big Ten or the NCAA is like, well, we're not doing it that way this time. We're like doing it a different way because there's so much public pressure because they're everyone has be, these like, like videos and stuff. They're dumb. Great, that could happen. Their 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 point, but ever, like the for people that I read, the point is like, okay, cool, NCAA can try to do that. Guess what, Michigan's going to do? Sue them. And tie them up in the court until the title until, until the title runs yep. over, right? Like there's like I don't think there's a win here for the NCAA or anybody to like get this done fast. Like, have you ever seen court stuff take uh, go really short? You ever seen NCAA investigations take no time? The title game is in two months and a week. Like, you got no time here <laughs> to figure this stuff out. Forget like an appeals process or anything. No chance. So just like I, my just reading everything that I've read, I, like my response to all those people is like. Look, you cannot want to bet Michigan because you think this is like a distraction. I think that's a really bad reason. I think they're the best team by far, but like you can bet it for that reason or not bet them for that reason. But if it's just like, am I worried that like I have a lot of money on Michigan and I'm worried I'm going to lose that? I mean, yeah, there's like a, you know, an act of God chance of something happening and like whatever, something unforeseen. But just like I read a lot of the stuff that everybody else reads. I don't see a lot of risk there right now. And that, and I say that knowing that like later in the show, there could be like some tweet that the NCAA is doing something. It's possible. I'll just say like, from everything I've read, I don't think there's a lot of cause for concern that like they're not going to be allowed to complete the season. Now, after the fact is like a completely different story. All right. So that's what's happening right now at the University of Michigan. Great job by Ken Barkley summing it up here. Day three of Lochmas. Um, we'll wrap up our number one. We got some pretty big breaking news, Ken, in the National well, Football League. Well, can I do the Heisman, too? Like Oh, sorry, sorry. Can I do the Heisman too? Sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. Just just because, like, I think this is a market where it's like, well, can the investigation have an impact? Like, you have human voters making a decision, and the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy is the quarterback of a team that's cheating. So it's like, is this is punishment for this going to be that, like, they're not voting for J.J. McCarthy? And I don't know the answer to that. Like, only the voters can tell us what they think about that. And it hasn't even really been, like, discussed or written about because we're early in the, we're early enough in the season that, like, that's not on the table yet. But, like, it has to be considered possible and I'm also not the person that said jam J.J. McCarthy at 2-1, to 3-1. to one. I just, here's the way that I look at Heisman, which is maybe different than how, because everybody's really mad that I even, I didn't even say bet him. I just say he's the favorite. I got 20 people being like, what are you talking why about? Are they, like, why are they mad? Because like, I think they, because that, well, it's, there are two ways to approach Heisman. One is stats. He doesn't have the best stats. You're a dummy if you think he's going to win. He doesn't have the best stats. The second way to approach the problem, and it's really a combination of the two, that's what you should be doing, is... Every year but one, it's essentially been a team that in the final weekend of the season had a chance to make the college football playoff or made it. Okay, let's go through those teams. Florida State, Travis isn't going to win. Georgia, nobody's going to win. Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr., that's it. Like, Pac-12 teams, great. Now that depends on whether you think Washington's taking a loss in their really tough month of their schedule. If you think the answer is no, then Penix probably wins. But they play USC, they play Oregon State, they play a really tough month. They take one, two losses there. They're not the playoff team. They're different. They're the stat team. 
So like the only playoff team left standing, it's Ohio State and it's Michigan. That's McCarthy and Marvin Harrison Jr. That's why I said that yesterday. And LSU is irrelevant. I don't want to hear about Jaden Daniels. Nobody cares about that team right now. Great. Like he's a stat guy. Approach it the team way. You'll come to a different conclusion than the player way. Best way to do it is combine both of them. The good stuff there from Lochmas. The breaking news we referred to, Niners quarterback Brock Purdy placed in concussion protocol. We'll start the hour with Rob Pozzola talking about that for the Niners-Bengals game coming up on Sunday. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.